Finding Our Tribe, a podcast about teaching and supporting each other in our common profession, with Fabian Hoffman and Scott Kazarian. Hey everybody, take two of Finding Our Tribe, episode 40. Uh, we are getting off to a rocky start. I have to say, I oh, I'm sorry, Fabian Hoffman. I Me. am Scott Kazarian. Uh, I have yes. to say, it's probably let's let's just get out in front of it before you start heckling me about it. I flew to California for like ten days, and and who did you not go to and see? I didn't see you. I was even in the same. You were zip so code, close. Probably. You were in the same county. <laughs> I was in the same county. Oh yeah, I don't even you... understand. Like friends, family, uh, tribe mates, tribe mates. That is that is preposterous. <laughs> that is just like un- unbelievable, unacceptable. But you had your reasons. I was probably I within it. like an like less than an hour drive of yeah. uh, Jamie as well, and didn't yeah. see her. And you were like, no, no time for a coffee there. Uh, remember our our teacher friend Matt <laughs> Evans who bailed on us in Hawaii oh, yeah. and moved to Fresno. Um, yeah, uh, love that guy. You saw him. I well, uh, no, but I was uh, I was on the freeway, and the freeway sign said Fresno, so I was sending it to him, but he didn't yeah. realize it said Fresno. So he's like, "Oh, how's it going in Hawaii?" I'm like, "Dude, I'm like right around the corner from you." Uh, but we ended up not seeing each other either. So I had three oh, teacher good. friends that I was close enough to see, and yeah. did not. Uh, you know, to be truthful, we were pretty uh, conservative when it came to COVID. And I just yeah. don't like you that much. That's true. <laughs> but that, uh, that you know. That's well, thankful for Jamie here. that uh, Miss Halsey that she recorded with us, so we had a podcast kind of in the bank. That was really nice of her. Yeah. Well, let's just yeah. jump in. You guys have something very exciting, like right on the horizon. Like this comes out. Yeah, it's two like, days later. Something's happening. What do we yeah. got? We, uh, I think we announced it already that I we are so uh, going to present at Fall Q. Two um, different ones, right? Like you got yeah, two. Two exciting. Two presentations, uh, one on gamification and why gamification, and kind of like it's a little bit based on our podcast series that we did. That, that we did. So Jedi in the classroom is. It the sounds one very that... official when we say we did a podcast series. It just sounds awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and uh, we call it a beginner's guide to gamification. So we kind of like uh, basically say the same things, just much shorter because you only have uh, 50, 45 minutes, 50 minutes time in there. And then the second one is uh, about mini games. The marvels of mini games is what they're called. And it's what it's called. And um, the funny thing was, uh, as the schedule said it, we would have done the marvels of mini games first on saturday oh and then and at like 12 or one o'clock or whatever and then uh, on sunday at five o'clock we would have done the gamification one and a I little was like, star um, wars episode four then go back to episode yeah so that was three. a little bit confusing yep. so i asked the the people at q if we can switch that and they gracefully did that so now oh. we are doing it in order how and do you know it was am- graceful though I don't know if it was graceful. Because they said yes. Oh. <laughs> um, and I'm also going to be part of a podcast panel um, called Meet the Podcasters. And I'm so excited because I feel like I'm special. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, I'm on a panel and yeah, I can talk about our, our thing, our thing I know. that we have here. Well, TriMates, you heard it here. He is officially on a podcast panel. I think that makes him yep. very legit. Um, very legit. Well, that's awesome. I'm excited for you guys. On a scale of uh, one to uh, two, 
how <laughs> how prepared are you? Uh, about a one. Yeah, negative it's, negative fifteen. Got it. Yep. No, it's not. It's not that bad. No, we got yeah. we got a bunch of stuff. We like Jamie and I. We talked for like a total of like three or four hours already about the presentation, and then now we're just slowly hacking away at it and we're, we're getting there. We're getting I there. wonder it's, if you guys on there time. are going to sound like if I were to present with you guys, which obviously I'm not, but if I were, I yeah, imagine it not. would sound very much like our podcast. I yeah. wonder if you guys uh, presenting at Fuck You together will sound very podcast ish in regards to jumping in. Know. And I don't know. I think it would be fun know. to listen to slash, you know, engage in because you're really just watching unless there's a Q and a time. Yeah, um, we, we want to try and make this as, as like interactive as possible. So we're going to start out with like a blue kit in the beginning. Before oh, dude, no spoilers. What like if somebody's listening? And, coming and, in. Yeah. Nobody's doing... Yeah, um, well, you try, mates. If you're going to fall queue, go check it out. Uh, Fabian Hoffman. Yeah, so we're trying to make it Jamie as interactive Halsey. as we can. Yeah, Gamification we'll and battle. mini games. A boss yeah. battle. I, I would go for the boss battle. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, so, well... Yeah, so um, I had an interesting. Uh, well, we we wanted to talk about teacher tired. Now yes. you talk about it like it's this thing that like everyone it is knows. This thing. Uh, but it I is see. This thing. I don't know this. So I got back from fall break where I'm supposed to feel refreshed and excited to go back to school again, and I yeah. just feel like I want to bury my head in the sand and cry. Well, for Well, you a while. did it wrong. I did. I think it. you did it wrong. That's oh, what the, did I do? That's the problem. Yeah, because usually the teacher tired sets in like a couple of weeks, three or four weeks before. I know. For me, it's usually about three or four weeks before you go on break, Thanksgiving break. What does that mean and for me so that I took a break and came back and was like, go away? Because you were busy. You were like traveling oh, and true. stuff. So no wonder you're, you're tired. Uh, you know, you did not really like turn off your brain. I mean, you don't turn your brain off a lot on anyways, <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> I'd like to think my brain's on sometimes. A uh, couple things that are, you know, how I have this list of things. Uh, if you're a if you're a longtime listener to the podcast, you know I have this long list of things that annoy me, like uh, like the, the love or a laughed at button on iPhones. You know, like yeah. silly things like that. But yeah. uh, one of the things that's been really hard this week is as we started quarter two, instead of so we were in a day one, day two, day one was periods one, two, three. Day two is periods four, five, six. Mm-hmm. In quarter two, stick with me here. Day one is two, three, one. And day two is five, six, four. So the okay. one, two, three is now being rotated. So now day one was one, two, three. Now it's two, three, one. They're just moving one to the back. What's the <laughs> and then big period? Idea here. Uh, well, I, I think it's to drive us all crazy. I, that's my best mm. guess. Yeah, I think it's working. <laughs> I, I think the idea is we have a very uh, empathetic um, principal and admin, and I think the yeah. concern was, oh, what about those classes where they're always the first class of the day or they're always the last class of the day and trying to okay. mix it up? Except I liked, for better or for worse, you just take what you get and you make the best of it. And I was making yeah. the best of the the routine I had. And it's yeah. interesting because not only is it my routine that's now thrown off, but every one of my students. Yeah. Routine is be off so too. confused. And it may not all so. be bad. You know, those morning exhausted teach t- uh, students may be more awake. Yeah. Uh, but realistically, I had a class today of 14 special education, very varied personalities at the end mm-hmm. of the day. 
instead of the first period of the day. And I hadn't had coffee in a couple of hours and they were all over the place. And I thought, (laughs) this is a nightmare. Let me just bury my head. So maybe my teacher tired is just the the new change in transition. What's your teacher tired? My teacher tired right now is just, I don't know, just like we're we're approaching Thanksgiving break slowly but surely and summatives are pouring in and so currently or we just finished it today so um my students were working on this assignment where they they learned all about like roman inventions and then they did some research and they had to identify a global issue that the un uh, posted on their website like shortage of water or uh, poverty or all kinds of different things and um and then they were supposed to like make the connection and say, okay, so here's a Roman invention, and if we change it in this certain way, then we could solve this this problem today. Mm, so here are the that's things. That's really that we cool. Can do. It's a really cool project. They did. I gave them lots of choices. They could record a video of like themselves or the, for a presentation, or they could build a Lego uh, model, or they could build a clay model, or they could use Minecraft. So there's lots and lots of options for them, and so it was fun, but because of the way that my classroom works with like no grades and everything, it's all feedback based. So I was constantly like checking in with students and talking to students. And so going from like really like on it students who are like, just, you need like two seconds and they know exactly what, what they need to do to students who haven't even started the, the thing yet at the end of the week, you know, it's like, that's exhausting. Like shifting shifting gears from like super high to really low and in between and constantly doing that, like being torn and then problem solving here and then this is not working, but that is working, but this is not working and you got to... It's just that's the exhausting part to me. It's like... That, so you think a little bit of this you do to yourself because of the way you approach your classroom? I think so, but in no. the end, I think it it all will pay off. So it's totally worth it. Oh yeah. The benefit is right there, but I'm just like, okay, let's just watch a few videos tomorrow. Let's just get this (laughs) over with. You know, it is really interesting. So I wanted to ask you about that and maybe the tribe too, you guys could weigh in. If you go to findingourtribe.net and send us an email or a message or a uh, audio message, any of these things kind of weigh in. But I was mentioning, I have 14 students and they yeah. happen to be special education, but there's just a broad spectrum of students, and they have so many varying personalities. And mm-hmm. then we're going through all of these transitions as the new quarter starts, and they're kind of a wily bunch anyways. And I yeah. thought to myself, my class lends itself to loudness and exploring and moving yeah. around. But I also have students that tend to lean towards give me an option of, just messing around and make it look like I'm busy and I'll go yeah. that direction. And I found a huge struggle in wanting to give them that freedom. Part of me, and maybe this is new teacher stuff, wanted to look at them and be like, okay, everybody sit and everybody stop talking. But I knew when yeah. I said that I would squash not only their personality, but their drive to be motivated in my class. Yeah. I don't know. Do you ever feel like... Like, I know so many times our classes are so uh, interactive and moving and stand up and go here and work together. Like, you ever feel like it's too much? I don't know. I felt overwhelmed today. I I don't, but I know that some students do. Like, I have a student, I had a student today who was like, 
I, I just need to get out of this class. There's just too much going on. Like, can I please work outside? <laughs> you know, it's like some students, for me, it's fine. It's not, I mean, when when I'm fed up with the noise level, I just tell them that they need to be quiet. And I mean, there's all kinds of tools that you can use to like make it into a game where you're like, okay, so there's this, this volume meter and it can't like travel over like whatever. And then you can kind of make a game out of it. And then they're going to be like, oh, yeah, okay, this makes sense. Like, yeah, let's, let's just try That's this. That's true. You so know? maybe some, and, some of those kind of things could be helpful. And for me also, like, I have, I dedicate, like, five to seven minutes at, and at the beginning of class to mindfulness. And so there's always, like, this quiet at the beginning, which is kind of nice. And even the kids that who are, who are not meditating, they are quiet and they just sit there and they, like, do something quietly, like read a book or just draw or whatever. Yeah, that's and a good point. So let me let me butt in like I normally do. So this class used to be my period four class, which would start the day every day, which helped yeah. a lot because they all kind of came in fresh. They mm. all kind of came in in the same spot, but today they came in after lunch. Yeah, and they'd eaten, and they were like, you know, like all drama of the of the middle school drama. And then they were just, yeah. some of them were just crabos and some of them were just like overly stimulated. So that actually, that five to seven minutes of mindfulness may be the ticket in, in this moment. Because I, I'm like, I would oh, try it. Smart. Like yeah. I, I did start that because I noticed it for eighth graders when I was teaching German. Um, I had them right after lunch too. And they were just insane. Like yeah. they could not stop. And so I started meditating with them and it just stopped. They were like, all right, well, they got it out of their system and now we're, we're coming back and everybody's doing the same thing. And as I said, like, even if they don't meditate, if they feel not comfortable with it or whatever, at least they're quiet. Yeah. And, you <laughs> and know, they, I think sometimes we probably down. as teachers, we think I don't have 10 minutes to give in this class because we won't accomplish what we need to accomplish. But yeah. without those 10 it's minutes, so you won't get there anyways because of the chaos. Yeah. And well, that was that was a new one frustrated today. And I was. Yeah. Um, so yeah, try it. Yeah. Use use Headspace, Calm, whatever. Yeah. So I'm using free. a little bit of both these days. My my yeah. own kids really like sleep stories on the Calm app. Mm. Uh, That's awesome. But my <laughs> but uh, my students seem to be taking to Headspace. It's just quick and and easy, yeah. and it takes some time. Nobody's used to it at first, but it kind of gets yeah. there. Well, where are you at with seating charts? I know you don't really do a seating chart. I tend to go your way because you taught no, me a no, lot of I this. Do, I, I do seating charts this year because I have to because of COVID protocols. Oh, I meant like you make them sit where you want them to sit. You don't do that, do you? Yes. I, I, not necessarily. They, they're in teams. So oh, yes. I don't. Yeah. So that's really all I did. I, I used to just let them sit wherever they want and then it kind of like settled and they just stuck with their groups and yeah then that's what i did too because I, I learned from you yeah and then when i started gamification like really gamify i like tried to like sort them into their teams and then within that group they stay and they but they like switch seats every once in a while in within that table group and stuff i don't care about that but because we we have covid protocols i need to like everybody needs to have a number and everybody needs to like be traceable and so yeah, um, I had to make sure, yeah. <laughs> and so when I, when we started this project, I had to make sure that they tell me who their partner is. So I knew where they're going to sit and who they were surrounded by. That's smart. Um, 
in case something did happen, nothing did happen. But, you know, that, that way at least I knew, okay, so they're sitting with number 27 and you're number 18. And that means those two tables are the ones that you interacted with while you were in my classroom. And then yeah. you can kind of take it from there. Yeah, I was sitting there today in a class or but, yesterday thinking yeah. about this idea that, like, now we're throwing, not only are we two, three, one, but now that period one, let's say, is, that's at the end of the day, is now switching their seating chart too. And I thought, you know, I guess I get the idea of like moving students around and keeping things maybe fresh or a new perspective. Yeah. But I wonder how much of that is detrimental change wise when there's already so many. I, like, I was thinking, how many changes could a student handle in a classroom and still feel like they know or understand the routines or feel safe in the classroom? Like predictable. Yeah. I don't know. I think I it like, depends yeah. on, on your group that you have. Like for for me, I try this year I'm trying really hard to create a legacy and so there's no switching. And I only have them for a semester, so they're only together for What like do you mean by months. legacy? Define legacy. So uh for for my classroom since I gamify, I I and each class has the exact same team names. I'm trying to create this legacy of oh so and so was in the Syrians and oh you were uh, a I'm, I'm in the Syrians ah. and you were a Hufflepuff and this this kind of thing right so because I have my my wall of heroes in the back that has like a bunch of students from the Celestins and from whoever yeah and so I, like I can that. point and like oh look at that this was the the Celestins they have another one up there look at that they did really good that's a really really strong team and it kind of like builds up this this notion of ooh we have something going here you know there's yeah. like a some kind of a tradition happening and so that's why i don't want to switch them around because i don't want them to be like celestins now and syrians later i want them to be with their team and because we do so many team building things and and uh like projects together like the station to station thing where they did like seven different stations and work together every day there's just such a bond now for better or worse that um if i stuck them in a different team now it's just it would just start all over again you know yeah. so this way so the most you could do people. that is like once a, like once a semester you you could maybe do it one other time maybe i could pull it yeah. off once for, for me that's that's just the way i yeah. run my classroom other people like switching them around and like having like every three weeks a new seating chart like my son who's in first grade his teachers keep switching them around because i think the teacher wants to like expose them to other kids and to like see who jives with with whom and so he's like switched around like every other week and he tells me about it. So Yeah, I, I just I, I thought to myself how many and maybe because I have special education students who don't like typically are pretty rigid and not as flexible anyways. How many things can we change on them before it's too much? And now if they have a change in every class and yeah. if they have a seating chart change in every class, what is that? Six classes. And then they have a schedule change every day. That's just a, that was a lot of change, and I thought, uh, I don't yeah, know. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I'm doing something fun for Halloween. Are you planning anything for Halloween at your school? Uh, we have n oh, we do have Spirit Week. Oh, that week. okay, awesome. And the the day before the thing, uh, the the uh, Halloween weekend, we have them come in their outfit. Oh really? And Even uh, it's not it's a costume, but whatever. Costume, um, yeah. It's either a costume or a uniform. It's not an outfit, but um, <laughs> even the middle schoolers get to dress up. Yeah. 
Oh, okay. But I no, don't think we're, no, I don't think no, we're like face to. mask and stuff, but um, they can dress up as their. For Christmas, I mentioned that I had created this outdoor display of uh, a gingerbread house, and I have these yeah. slatted windows that I had covered up, and so I had put music in. So when you walked by, it yeah. sounded like jingle bells and ho ho ho. And so this yeah. year we're doing the, at all. the Halloween version of that, where my students, oh, cool. I put a big piece of orange paper out. And they've been designing and putting it, like decorating the whole thing. And then today, they went on Ambient Mixer, our favorite ambient thing, and uh, mm-hmm. and picked the the music. And I thought, oh man, I hope it's not too creepy. And there were a couple where like, there's a couple Halloween ambient mixers where they like talk to you in evil voices. I was like, oh no, I don't <laughs> think we can do this. But they they yeah. they picked one that Go was kill just, yourself. Uh, that's what it sounded like. I was like, oh no, no, please. <laughs> Uh, but uh, they found one that worked really well, and actually students yeah. and adults were already walking by and going, where is that coming from? Because I've completely covered up this window, so it just looks like a piece yeah. of paper. That's it was cool. very fun. I'm excited about that. Tell me about uh, Helium Stick. Wow, you're just like blazing through Oh, this. I'm sorry. There's no transition. Nothing. I'm sorry. I, wow. I, you know, I don't know why. I just felt like... We were already along on time, but I guess we're not. We're doing okay. We're not really. So, Fabian, are you doing any games in your classroom <laughs> that you would like to talk about? Anything oh, lights and so, pithy? Today, I've been I've been planning on doing something again with my students that was more um, team building and games. Bec- and, and I thought that after we're done with our project is a really good time to do that. Um, so I had them reflect today on uh, their performance and give themselves a grade and stuff. And then um, I had them clear the classroom and we played Helium Stick. So the way this works is it's it's on emc to learning go figure. But um, it's essentially you take a really long stick, about like three to four meters, which I don't know what that is in, in America. No, don't make me do that. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, like... 300 inches, some 340 inches, I think. I thought we um, were doing it. You just did it. You just attempted to do it. Yeah, because I want to make sure that our okay. uh, American yeah. listeners Got also it. understand. So, but yeah, three to four meters. And um, I, of course, I forgot to take my uh, my two tent poles that I have, um, which I wanted to use because tent poles work really, really well. And oh, okay. I, I left them here at the house. Which oh, perfect. Yeah. And so um, I had to figure out what to do. But then I realized, oh, I can just tape together some yardsticks or meter sticks, as my science uh-huh. teacher calls them. Yes. Because he likes to use uh, the metric system. <laughs> and uh, so I just taped them together, and then we use those. And so here's how it works. You have a stick, whichever one you want, um, a tent pole or a, a taped together three yardsticks thing and the students are supposed to lift that up and put it back down on the ground together as a team and they do that by um, placing two fingers of each hand um, like index and middle finger and they stretch it out and then they have to lift it like that so they they lay the meter stick on their fingers and then they need to lift up without like curling their fingers or putting the thumb on top and what happens is because they're totally uncoordinated and they don't know what they're doing yet um the the stick is going to float up and it's just going to fly through the air basically until the last person who lifts it up can't can't reach it anymore right so it's like that, so you have all these different sizes of kids, and because their arms are in different lengths, 
the the kids with the longest arms are the ones who touch the stick the la like last. Oh yes, okay, I'm with you now. Right, and so they get super frustrated and uh, annoyed because <laughs> they need to coordinate and they need to talk to each other and they got to figure out like how can we do this so that we stop at a certain point and then bring it back down together. Oh, without, a little bit of team building strategy. Yeah, without like letting go of the of the stick. And um, so it's, it's really, really fun. It's really hard. Like none of them did it today. Because really? It's just, I feel yeah, like I could do it. Do you think we could do it? If it's the two of us, yeah. Oh, I think okay. oh but when there's like four were, or five. But no, there were like 17 kids oh. on each side. <laughs> oh, the <laughs> so, whole class does it? Yes. We, I, made, oh. I, I put them into two teams. Oh, that makes um, more sense. Yeah, so to kind of like have like a contest going, etc. But um, yeah, so I split the class up and there was like 14 to 17 kids in each team. I was imagining and four kids with two fingers no, on it. And I'm like, that's that super seems easy. easy. That I don't know why that's easy. <laughs> but once you, and it sounds really easy. Like when, when I explained it to them, they were like, yeah, okay, so what? And then when we started it, they were like, wait a minute. This is much, much harder than it should be. And so I took the instructions that it comes uh, on EMC to learning and I turned it into like a little bit of a, a Star Wars-y thing. I, I put Yoda in there and it's called, um, it's not called Helium Stick, but it's called like Force Power, powers, force power Test or something like that. Catchy. And yeah. It's better than that. I just don't remember what it was called. And uh, Yoda explains like how it works, and um, to to have like a theme going. So it's yeah. kind of fun to to bring Yoda in, and, and and I wrote it all in Yoda speak. So, so other than um, team building, how does that connect to your classroom? Not at all. Okay. So I, just, and so, I wanted to give them a break. Yeah. I wanted to give them a break. Like no content, nothing. It's all yeah. about like let's have fun together as a team. You know, I've often found how, those breaks are really beneficial. Get. Yeah, I think so too. And they really loved it. And they they got super fast, like cleaning up the classroom and putting everything back together. And so they're, they're getting that done. So there's a lot of stuff they're learning, even though I'm not really putting any attention to it yeah. or any focus on it. Or content. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it's it's just beneficial. And they have fun. And they love it. And they yell at each other. And they don't yell at each other and like they try to figure out how to work with each other the best and you see you see like the kids who are like the natural leaders kind of like start to emerge a little bit and you're like oh this kid oh got it yeah he's he's like telling everybody what to do and people are listening you know so it's it's really cool to see that happening that's awesome in, in uh, you know i was thinking like so the other day i pulled out or yesterday i pulled out uh what which came first and it's like it's like McDonald's or Burger King, and then they they come to the yeah. middle, and then they move to one side. It's kind of like four corners, but two corners. Like yeah. move this way for McDonald's, this way for Burger King, or this way for King Kong, and this way for Godzilla, like whatever it yeah. is on the card. And uh, I I come I I don't know if this is just new teacher stuff. It probably is, but I have an hour and fifteen minutes, and some of my students just cannot hang that long. It's just too long. You can see yeah. it written all over them, and so. I've started to get better at noticing that and just saying, mm -hmm. hey, let's uh, take a break. Or, uh, you know, let's be done for the day. Who wants to play a game? And you could just see, like, everything about them changes. Like, the, yeah. they, they focused for, let's just say, 45 to 55 minutes, which is a typical period, or it used to be. 
before yeah. COVID, and they're just spent. And I've pushed them as hard as I can push them. But a game, okay, I could do a game. All I got to do is stand in the middle and move to a side, or all I got to do is get a partner and you know put two fingers on a stick and yeah. um, the those kind of things. Um, I I I can see the it's like a tension breaker when they're just yeah. building up the anxiety over so much work and so much focus for such a long amount of time that it's really been yeah. cool. And having a yeah. block of games has really helped with that. Like, uh, would you rather kind of games or which game yeah. first, things like that. Yeah, or just, yeah, little quick things that you can find in, like, uh, Meehan's book or, or no, uh, Matera's book, rather, uh, the first one. There's a few little things that he threw in there that are just, like, takes five minutes and you can just throw that in and kids are happy. How and long did Helium stick take? You can, like, there was one class where they, we had more time for some reason, um, and I anticipated about 30 minutes because oh. you, because you got to talk about it. You got, you got to first explain it and then they do it and they fail and they try again <laughs> and they fail again. And then I was just, okay, let's everybody sit down. Let's talk about what, what happened and why did it happen and what can we do? And okay, now let's figure it out as a team. What do you need to do? And then they, they talked, they talked, they talked, they tried it again. They failed again. We sat down again. Okay. So what did you do? What worked? What didn't work? Did we, did we see it? Did we notice a difference? So there's a constant like feedback, um, thing there. And then this, I didn't do, but, um, it's a really smart thing to do is to kind of like have them reflect and connect to like the school year and say, okay, so, now that we went through this, what are the things that we that we realized and that we noticed about ourselves and about our teams and about challenges, et cetera? Like how can we apply our what we learned to the following school year or for the rest of the school year? Um, how can we make that happen? So Well that's it's awesome. Got, it's got a lot of it's got a lot of like meat. I have teacher guilt now. I feel teacher guilt and I'll tell you why because okay, good. I re- <laughs> I remember thinking okay the f- like the first couple weeks of school we just did team building and relationship building and I remember thinking okay at least for the first day of each class at at each quarter I will just do team building yeah, and I just had my first and second day and didn't do any of it I jumped yeah. right into lessons without even blinking and didn't try to give them any sort of sense of like of like coming in or easing them into it or building that history back into our classroom. Yeah. Teacher guilt. Dang it. Yeah. Helium Maybe third quarter. That's <laughs> <laughs> nah, too late. I can't go back. Oh, now. by the way, this is, that is something that, that reminds me of what some of my students are saying right now, because it's in my classroom, it's all growth mindset and, and I don't grade them, etc. So, um, one of them who, can't, who joined us late, so he doesn't know the deal yet. He was like, yeah, so I didn't. So he graded himself and gave himself like a relatively bad grade. And I was like, so what, what happened? Why did, why was that? Why did you not feel like you did, you did well? Yeah. You know, I figured I'm, this was just not like my thing. This was not my project. I didn't like feel comfortable with it. And so I didn't invest a lot of time in it. And, and then I figured I'm just going to do better on the next one to kind of like even out 
like the score and I was like mm, I'm so sorry that's not how it works in my class <laughs> <laughs> we like if you did not do well you continue until you do well you know yeah. it's like it's not it's we're, this is not about calculation this is not about grades this is not about like ooh, I can even out my really bad grade with a really good grade next time um, because you grade yourself and you set your goals and I help you along the way. And what can you do now? What can you do about your project that you can improve? And they were like, uh, I guess you could do this, this and this. I'm like, Oh, okay, cool. Do it. And how long do you need? And they were like, I don't know, like two days. I'm like, perfect. Come back, bring it back. And just like the, the, this, this thinking that they are just that's just ingrained in them with like yeah, the classical, it really is. yeah, the the classic and and I remember doing that when I was in school like, like oh yeah I got like a I got a, a D in this one okay so I need I need an A or a B in order to kind of even that out and that kind of thinking to to remove that from their brains is really really hard but once they realize how good that actually is that it's more about the process and not about the grade they're they're just like relieved there because everybody in that class is like yeah i know that i can improve they, they know it so they're they're even if they're turning in like a zero right now because they're not done they know that i'm not going to ding them because it's about the work it's not about the grade it's about you turning stuff in and you're kind of punishing yourself if you don't turn stuff in because now you have to come in during lunch and you have to finish it right or you have to come in after school so why would i have to take a grade away or you take a grade away from your your really good thing at the end, if you already went through the uncomfortable part, anyways. So what's that's the point? true? And I so I I do grades because I'm not crazy like you, but um, yeah. yeah, but I just I'm just not free enough, I guess. I haven't experienced the freedom yet, but uh, so I do grades, but I do it the same way. Where I yeah, I was having the conversation today where I was like, hey, if your goal is to just rush through this throw stuff, some stuff on a piece of paper and hand it to me and be like, okay, I'm done. I'm going to hand it back to you or I'm going to give you a new one and say, hey, that was a great first try. Let's do another one. And yeah. they're like, why do you do that, Mr. Kaz? I go, because I want to see your best. Because when yeah. you go out into, when you go to, this is what I said, when you go to 7-Eleven to buy something, I want you, I want it to be the best way that you've ever bought something before. I don't want you to go in there and do just a really poor job at going and buying something. I want you to do the best. And when you do, and I came up with a bunch of examples, not the best one, 7-Eleven, but I was like talking about how like, <laughs> no, every that time, wasn't, that really yeah. wasn't great. But, but okay. every time you do something, I want you to do your best. I just want you to yeah. give like what you, like I want you to care in essence. And so yeah. if you give me something that shows you didn't care, I'm just going to give back to you to do it again. And that's, and I will, and I'm similar to you. I will not ding you on a grade until it's the very, until it's the end. And then whatever you give me as your final, when I have yeah. no other time other than to like turn in grades, like for quarter one, then yeah. I will actually grade it. Otherwise I'm going to give you as long as I humanly possibly can as a teacher to keep yeah. modifying, to keep, thinking about how to make it better i love that when you said that fabian well, yeah. well done well done teacher oh, you said something <gasps> i said something you love oh mm, no i think I, I feel honored i think i, I feel well, okay yes i guess i did dang it yeah. uh stupid There's audio no, recording no where you it. can't go back <laughs> <laughs> well i i kind of thought i would end on this and maybe uh the power of perspective 
So tribe, I hope you enjoy this. Yeah, this is like a more the more you know moment. Uh, we we have a new we have a student who's not so new but not so uh, regular in his attendance. Uh, mm-hmm. Comes in every day with a loner shirt. I don't know. Yeah, loner shirts in Hawaii are funny. They're always a um, do you bright remember this? neon. Uh, color. Yeah, they're yeah. a bright green neon, and they say loner shirt on them. So That's they're so bright. Dumb. They're bright neon like highlighter yellow. It's like it's like the scarlet letter. It's like stigmatizing yeah. students. It's and uh, I walked into the office today, and this student has been hard to connect with a lot of teachers and other students because he hasn't been around as much, whatever. Uh, but I had an interaction with him that was very positive. But then he was also giving back his loner shirt because mm-hmm. he had had it all day. But there's. And, and and when he left, I looked at these people that were interacting with him who didn't have the empathy that I thought maybe they could. And I went, man, I, I let me just tell you just like a couple just general things that, that might just help you to understand that like this child is never going to have a non-loner shirt. Because yeah. in order to have a non-loner shirt, your family has to purchase shirts because we have uniforms yeah. in, in Hawaii for middle school. Not elementary, yeah. not high school, but middle school has uniforms. Oh, that's and, interesting. I didn't and know that. Uh, yeah, and so it's one of those things where this this child is never going to have other, anything other than a loaner shirt because to get anything other than a loaner shirt, your family has to care about your education. And yeah. this child, the only person that's going to care about his education is him. And yeah. us as teachers who can inspire him to say, you know, we will be here with you if you will just care. And, and I, I just get him. I just get this kid. I, get, I mean, you and I kind of get similarly, like, get kids that maybe other student, other teachers maybe don't get as much. But um, yeah. it was interesting to see the empathy that was built once a little bit of perspective was shared. In fact, mm-hmm. so much so that now I have in my possession two non-loaner shirts that I'm going to wash tonight to make sure they're perfectly clean that I'm going to yeah. give him tomorrow to keep forever. Because I was oh, even thinking cool. in that moment, I should just buy him shirts. But... But the the compassion or the empathy that was built in just that moment of going, oh, I never really thought that maybe the family is like doesn't care enough yeah. to get shirts. It's not this kid necessarily. It's it's family. It's and it more doesn't, systemic. It doesn't it's have to be about. It doesn't have to be about caring. Sometimes they just can't afford it. Like when or, we, yeah. when when we sent our son to um, my school, like the elementary school. Uh, we had to buy all his stuff and we had to buy like at least like $75 worth of, of clothing for him. Like be it shirts, be it khakis, be it whatever it is that he needed or a jacket because he gets cold or a, a hat. You know, it's like if, if you don't have that kind of money, you're, you're kind of like mm, out of luck. Right. Yeah. And so our school is very, very good about that. And when, we kind of like put the hammer down and said, okay, it's been four or six weeks or whatever. We, you need to wear a uniform. Um, we're also at the same time saying, if you don't, if you can't afford it, if you don't have one, whatever, just go downstairs and pick one up because we have a stack of stuff, of shirts, of fleece, of jackets, of whatever you need, even pants. Just go down there and pick it up and it's no cost to you. And just do it, you know, and students are very, like, grateful for that. And I, I'm sure parents are, too, because they don't have to worry about that then, you know. And yeah. We don't, 
like we don't put them in charts that says loner on it. Yeah, I know. Well, you know, even in it's, that moment, what was really great is that even if it wasn't about a uniform in that moment, there was there was a group a number a number of adults that were looking at a student with just in a like way. not as much empathy until somebody intervened and said, "Oh, let me share just a tiny bit of his, of his story." And yeah. see if this changes anything. And it really did, which was really fun. I thought, gosh, we should do this more. I know that, you know, like as teachers, get together and share the stories of these students that would help us to yeah. connect with them more. Amazing what empathy could be built and how, like, it could change things. Because that took me, what, like maybe a minute and a half to share with those yeah. two. And now their perspective of that student is now forever changed in yeah. a positive way. So, yeah. The more you know. Sir, you're, cor- you're correct. Boop, yep. Boop, boop, boop. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> ding, what is it? NBC. Ding, dong, dong. Uh, yeah. Well, that's that's what I got for today. I, I apologize for rushing you through some of that, but hopefully... Uh, no, I, mean, I, there got, were, I got to talk a lot. So that's there good. was a lot in there, man. <laughs> we, we did really well today. Don't you agree, Tribe? Yes, they agree. I heard them. Oh, yeah, I uh, heard them. Yeah. I heard them, yeah. <laughs> well, guys, we're so glad that you joined us. We hope that you know something that we talked about today maybe inspired you or gave you a pause or gave you a, a thought that inspired you to something in your classroom. We'd love to hear about it if you want to share with us. Uh, just as this community continues to grow, excited for Fall Q and just for people to hear about this podcast and and all that uh, this community is as a tribe together. So, Fabian, where can they find us? Everything you need is in the show notes. We should have a song for that. Um, we definitely not you, that song. Please don't make it that Well, that song. was pretty good. I, it's kind of catchy. Um, you will find a link to our audio message thing. So if you click on that, it will take you automatically to the website to record an audio message or a, a, an email. Uh, if you don't want to click on that, you can also visit our website, findingoutrap.net, and you will find all our Twitter handles and everything that we talked about in this show. If there was anything worth mentioning, um, that you should check out, like EMC to Learning or whatever, you will also find that in the show notes. And that's all I got. Awesome. Well, Tribe, we're so glad you're with us. We will catch you next time. Yeah. Bye-bye. Ciao.